Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Okay, let's see here. Today is 29 March, Sunday. Time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And we've got a, just a full church today. This is amazing. I mean, it, we, people were just arguing over the uh, where they're going to be able to sit. My wife is laughing. It's a very sparse church today. And uh, I thank you for those that have come. And uh, anybody that's attending online, I hope that uh, the day will be a blessing to you and the week ahead will be without any stress or distress in your life. But uh, I know it's a time, we were just talking about that before we uh, got into the prophecy update of, uh, you know, it's not just the sickness that uh, is stressful. You know, there are people that are living in close quarters for the first time, maybe in many years with family, and that's stressful. And then you've got business, you've got uh, maybe you're facing a job that's going down, and uh, these these are stressful times, sickness aside. And uh, actually, before we get into uh, our first category, I might as well say that uh, I said it last week, I'll say it again, I am in no way diminishing the coronavirus scare that is out there. I've never said that it's not dangerous. It is. People have died from it. And uh, it's something that you have to watch out for, just as you would with any sickness. I don't care if it's influenza or if it's a common cold, you can get sick and you can die from almost everything. Um, and I may get the coronavirus. What I do in the morning, I take care of them all and I take care of 7-Eleven and there's people in and out of there all the time. It's dirty work that I do. I, uh, you know, have to take out the garbage. I've got to clean things. And so, um, if anybody's bound to get it in this church right now, it might be me. So I'm not in any way saying that this isn't a uh, crisis, but I, have tried since the very first mention of it. And that goes back, I saw an article that I saved from, I think it was 20 January, when nobody was even talking about this coronavirus. I was saying that this is something that we need to watch. But at the same time, I've reported on it weekly in context of other things, because nobody is doing that. Nobody's taking this and putting it into the context of other things. And I'm not talking about prophecy updates, and I'm talking about the, the news, the news that you watch. It is being taken completely out of a context. And when you do that, of course, you're going to have people that are scared. So we'll get into that a little bit during this uh, prophecy update. But for now, our first category, as always, is Israel. And some good news from Israel Hayom. We have, for the first time in 17 years, the Sea of Galilee is nearly full. While Israel and the rest of the world have been focusing on battling the coronavirus pandemic, the Sea of Galilee has reached the highest level in years due to the heavy rains we received this past winter. And so they got a lot of rain, and of course now it's the springtime, and Mount Hermon has probably got the snow that's melting, which is increasing it as well. And uh, I would think, now I, I don't know this, but I would think that the water consumption uh, may actually go up a little bit because people are home and they're washing their hands 400,000 times a day. I don't know. Maybe it'll actually go down because people use more at work or something. But for right now, the Sea of Galilee is way up there, and that's good news. Now, having said that, I want to uh, make a call to Israel. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if uh, my friends are available yet or not, but we're going to try this is because it's right in the area of the Galilee, a little bit uh, uh, south of there, I believe, but we're going to try calling some people that are in Israel. It is connecting. Oh, they are there. Okay, here we go. We got our friends in Israel, Sergio and Yossi Doslinski. 
So how you guys doing there? And if you notice, they've got their inspector badges on. You're uh, going out to inspect people for viruses, I assume? It really is. So have you gone anywhere else or is that your only stop? Well, I was just talking to them on the update about the Sea of Galileas because um, they have record levels. It's totally full now. And uh, so if you do get there, you'll see it's uh, about as full as it's going to get. It can only go up a couple more centimeters. Yeah, Rodan and I want to do a live stream about that, uh, about the level of the Lake of Galilee. So hopefully this or next week we'll do that. Uh, we were thinking if they're going to uh, open the dam, to the Jordan River. That's right. It'll be incredible to, uh, to film that. So that's going to be huge. Well, that'll be pretty wonderful. All right, so you guys are safe and there's no problems? Yeah, Rota's safe and... Essential work. That's what you, you're doing, essential work today. It's very hard to hear you. The wind is blowing through your camera, so I'm going to let you guys go. Oh, that's much better. That's much better. There we go. Okay. All right. So you, you're doing essential work today, which is good, and uh, uh, we just hope you'll be safe and uh, tell your wives and uh, your families that uh, I miss them, and we'll hope to see you guys soon. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, everyone. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, good. That was pretty wonderful. And now you have a little bit of update on what's going on in Israel. And I know the audio wasn't as good as it could be, but uh, they're doing well. And uh, what he's doing is he's doing some filming under his company. Because uh, if you have a company, you can take two people to go out and do work in Israel. And so that's what he's doing. So it's legal, and that's what the badges are, is to allow them to uh, be out in open areas. So there you go with that. Okay, another article from Globes. He just mentioned it. It's 30% cut in Israel's air pollution because the industry, only 30% of the people are working, so they have a 30% cut in their air pollution. From the Times of Israel, up to 5,000 Israelis filing for unemployment every hour after surge in layoffs. That was at the beginning of the week. So a lot of people are also being affected over there. 
And from the Times of Israel, Arab sellers in Jerusalem's old city bemoan virus as worse than war. Okay, shops and alleyways that should be bustling with tourists are empty. Holy sites see just a trickle of faithful as outbreak curbing restrictions flatten tourism industry. And as I was compiling that, I thought they should take a look at Siesta Key because uh, you go out to Siesta Key and it is a ghost town. It's like when I was a boy out there 50 years ago, you could walk down the road and not see anybody and... You do see people milling around, but there are very few cars, and uh, the shops, most of them are closed. The ones that aren't have nobody going into them, but, uh, you know, on the chance that maybe somebody will come in and make an offhanded purchase. I was at uh, the store this morning, though, and apparently uh, people are so crazy at home sitting there that the, a guy from Lowe's was waiting in line for the uh, store to open, and he uh, said people are coming down to Lowe's five times a day to buy something because they just, they I, I buy some paint and then they'll come back an hour later and they'll say, I need to buy some nails or something. And they just want to get out of the house. And he said, that's kind of not the idea here as we're supposed to be in the house, but there you go. It's, uh, Jerusalem's having it. C.S. Key's having it. And Lowe's is not. They're doing pretty well. From Times of Israel, Chief Rabbi allows cell phones on Shabbat for life-saving virus messages. I thought that was kind of interesting. Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef says people must have devices available in case health ministry needs to notify them to go into quarantine or seek medical treatment. And my thought was that is exactly what the Jews at Jesus' time got down on Jesus for. Here's what it says in Luke chapter 13. It says there, let me get this, 13 and in verse uh, 10. It says, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he lay his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work, therefore come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. So they must have learned the lesson from Jesus that medical needs are important on the Sabbath. But there you go. From JNS, Netanyahu finally wins Israel's election, set to form large center-right government. In a key political victory, embattled Prime Minister Netanyahu secured an additional 18 months in office. He's already the longest standing Prime Minister, as challenger Benny Gantz dismantled his blue and white party alignment, and agreed to bring his smaller Israel reliance faction into Netanyahu-led government. According to the terms of the agreement, which is still in the process of being finalized, Netanyahu will be required to yield the post of Prime Minister to Gantz as a part of rotation in September 2021. So they both get to be Prime Minister for a while. It's all politics, Times of Israel, Gantz to former allies, coronavirus challenge is bigger than politicking. So I don't think that's the reason why he's doing this. He wants to be prime minister, and this is a way of securing it, but he uses the coronavirus as an excuse. Israel Reliance 
Party leader Benny Gantz told his erstwhile partners that he was splitting off from them, seemingly to form a unity government with bitter rival Benjamin Netanyahu in order to save the nation from another round of elections during such a challenging time as his shock decision continued to reverberate through the political sphere. So we'll have to see where that goes, but it's kind of interesting that politics never changes. I don't care if you're having a worldwide crisis, you're always going to have politicians. Uh, from Haaretz, despite coronavirus, diaspora Jews can still come to Israel if they make Aliyah. Israel does not intend to stop immigration because of the coronavirus outbreak, but is introducing measures aimed at safeguarding the local population. Under these precautionary measures, all immigrants will be required to sign a document pledging that they will quarantine themselves for 14 days upon arrival in Israel, that they have a place where they can quarantine themselves, and that they have arranged in advance for food and other provisions during this period of isolation. And here's the important thing that they say, Aliyah has never come to a halt, not under any emergency situation. In other words, they've always allowed people, Jews that want to return to the land to come, even during times of war or any other time, and they're allowing it now. Since the beginning of this month, some 800 immigrants arrived in Israel from countries around the world. That includes immigrants from France, a country especially affected by the coronavirus outbreak, some 500 immigrants from Russia, which in recent years has been the single largest provider of immigrants to Israel. In addition, immigrants landed in Israel from Brazil, Argentina, Australia, South Africa, and the United States. So they're keeping that door open. I think that, that just tickled me when I read that. Okay, we've got uh, from Christian category today. I want you to know that there is proof that the rapture has already happened. Everybody know that? It has happened. Does anybody know how you know? All of the toilet paper is missing. If you've ever heard the song, When the Roll is Called Up Yonder, I'm sorry, we must have missed it. From the New York Post, priest offers drive through confessional amid coronavirus outbreak. So you can now, if you're in the Catholic Church, you can drive up and you can confess from your car. Somebody's making a profit off of uh, the coronavirus and the RCC. From Crux. If you can't go to confession, take your sorrow directly to God, the Pope says. Now imagine that. People who cannot get to confession because of the coronavirus lockdown or another serious reason can go to God directly, be specific about their sins, request pardon, and experience God's loving forgiveness, Pope Francis said. Make an act of contrition, the Pope said, and promise God, I will go to confession afterward, but forgive me now. So God only hears you if you go to confession later. He'll, he'll forgive you now, and then you've still got to follow through with a vow, and immediately you will return to a state of grace with God. So that's the Pope's take on it. I would like to remind you that the, uh, Paul writing to Timothy says that there is one mediator between God and man, and that is the man Christ Jesus. If we want, we can come to the throne of grace anytime we wish. All we do is we petition the Lord Jesus, we come to him with our cares and our worries, and he will take care of them. We don't need to go through a priest or a pope or a pastor or a you know, pigeon. We don't need to go through anybody but our Lord Jesus, and he, he will hear and respond. Fake out, take out. The fake out, take out. That's a very good one, the fake out, take out. From BBC, coronavirus, U.S. funerals move to live streaming. As the coronavirus crisis escalates, the U.S.'s Health Protection Agency has urged mourners to change drastically the way they say goodbye to loved ones by live streaming their funerals. 
And from the Christian Post, Michigan governor exempts worship services from state ban on gatherings of 50 or more. She knows that this is illegal, okay, whereas other states are trying to do away with Christian worship. She understands what's going on. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, she's a Democrat, stated that worship services are exempted from her recent executive order prohibiting gatherings of 50 or more people due to coronavirus concerns. Whitmer explained that while she greatly discourages such gatherings in light of the pandemic, she believed the government did not have the right to order churches to close. And she is right about that. Eventually, I had um, a lawyer that attends online. He's been to the church before, um, Eric, if you remember him. He emailed me and he said, listen, if you have any problem with people telling you you don't uh, open your services today, you let me know and he will take care of it. This is not legal what they want to do. And if you want to meet, you are allowed to meet. Well, you know, the separation of church and state and the Republican legislature asked me to clarify that, explained Whitmer, a Democrat. That's an area that we don't have the ability to directly enforce and control. She made the right decision on that because eventually it would have come to a legal lawsuit and it will elsewhere as people are told they can't meet. It's obviously if you are old, and I'll say this right now, if you're old or if you're sick, you've got some disability and you are worried about the coronavirus, then you should self-isolate at home. And that's the exact same thing I would recommend that you do if you had the flu or if you were worried about getting the flu, okay? I would give you the exact same advice. But other than that, if you are healthy, and we'll go through the stats here in a little while, you will see that you have nothing to worry about. If you get the coronavirus and you die, so be it. If you don't, you know that your chances are pretty good otherwise. And like I said, we'll go through the stats here shortly. From the Huffington Post, Trump advisor, this is a week ago, but I tossed it in this week anyway, Paula White wants money for her fake coronavirus hospital. Paula White says her ministry is like a hospital and is asking people to send her money for it, except it's not a real hospital. We are a hospital to the sick, not necessarily the physically sick. So this is a person that's an opportunist taking advantage of people during a supposed crisis to enrich herself. We are a hospital for those who are soul sick, those who are spiritually sick. White then asked followers for seed money for those who espouse the so-called prosperity gospel. That typically means giving money in the belief that some form of large prosperity will then be returned to the giver. If you give in order to get You are giving with the wrong motive and you shouldn't be giving at all and you will get no credit from the Lord. I can assure you of that, okay? Maybe you'd like to send a $91 seed and that's just putting your faith with Psalm 91. So she makes stuff up, pulls something out of context from the Bible and says, here, send me $91 so that I can get rich and you can get poor in the process. That Psalm refers to being saved from the deadly pestilence and plague. Don't forget, now is the time not to abandon your covenant with God It's a time that you go deeper. Stand with your pastor. I wouldn't stand next to her if they paid me, okay? Stay away from people like that. Hello, Miss Garrett. It's very good to see you. We welcome you. And have you taken your temperature before coming to church today? Because you need to make sure that you're not spreading this around. All of the... She's hot. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not saying a word. That's my mother. Okay, zero hedge. South Korean church infects 46 parishioners after spraying salt water in their mouths to prevent the virus. Yes, don't try this, okay? Don't do this in your church. A South Korean church is doing its part in helping humanity take two giant steps backward in fighting the coronavirus. 
River Grace Community Church in Gyeonggi Province, South Korea, told its parishioners that they could help stop the spread of the virus by spraying salt water into their mouths. But the church used a spray bottle that it did not disinfect between people and instead wound up spreading the virus to 46 different people. It's been confirmed that they put the nozzle of the spray bottle inside the mouth of a follower who was later confirmed as a patient before they did likewise for other followers as well without disinfecting the sprayer. This made it inevitable for the virus to spread. They did so out of the false belief that salt water kills the virus. So there you go with that. Uh, from Islam today, from Mail Online, good news. The Taliban pledges to not kill healthcare workers as fear of coronavirus epidemic spreads in Afghanistan. So they're not going to kill you if you're a healthcare worker. Taliban spokesperson said they will work with international health organizations. One commander said they don't have adequate facilities to deal with the epidemic. Afghanistan currently has 42, I don't know what it is today, this is from a few days ago, confirmed coronavirus cases with more predicted. From NBC, Trump nixed aggressive response to attacks by Iranian proxies because of coronavirus officials say. You remember about three weeks ago we were attacked and there was a debate, should we respond, should we not? He did exactly the right thing. Our president makes very good choices, and I don't know if they're all his or if he listens to it advisors, I don't know, but it's the right choice. President Trump told his top national security advisors that because of the coronavirus pandemic, which was really just getting started here, uh, he didn't think an aggressive response to new attacks on U.S. troops by Iraq and Iranian-backed militias was the right move. According to one former and four current senior U.S. officials, Trump expressed concern that hitting back hard at Iran at this time would make the U.S. look bad, given the extent to which Iran and the rest of the world are struggling to contain the spread of COVID-19, the officials said. They said the president made the comments during a meeting at which his advisors briefed him on possible military responses to the attacks. It was a notable shift for a president who has made bellicose approach to Iran, a cornerstone of his foreign policy agenda, and one that showcases how consumed Trump now is with the coronavirus pandemic. But he did the right thing. If he had done that, the I mean, the left is going to barbecue him anyway, but it would have been just nonstop for several hours, I'm sure, every day on CNN and other news media services. From the Free Beacon, Iranian officials stole more than one Billion dollars in humanitarian coronavirus funds, Pompeo says. Iranian regime officials stole more than a billion dollars meant to be used to help the country's people fight the spread of coronavirus, according to Secretary of State Pompeo. European countries intended for more than $1 billion cash for medical supplies to go to the Iranian people who have been ravaged by the virus. But American officials say regime leaders instead pocketed the money and are now using it to protect themselves from the virus as it spreads throughout the population. This includes hoarding medical supplies that were meant to aid Iranian citizens. Multiple regional reports have showed that before and since the virus began spreading, Iranian leaders stole funds purposed directly to support the alien Iranian people. Iran has been among the hardest hit by the virus and its government's response has drawn international criticism, especially from the Trump admin. 
The State Department made clear in fact sheets distributed to the reporters that billions in humanitarian funds Iran stole could have been used to fight the coronavirus in Iran. This includes misusing millions of dollars in late 2019 to purchase tobacco instead of medical supplies. Iranian officials have disseminated falsehoods about the nature of the U.S. sanctions, which do not include restrictions on humanitarian assistance. These talking points have been picked up by Tehran's American allies, including members of the Obama admin, their so-called echo chamber, as part of an effort to see sanctions on Iran lifted. So there's lies coming out of Iran, and of course the left is picking up on them and using them against our current administration while these people are stealing money, just like our previous administration did. He stole, what was it, $400 billion of our dollars and gave it to Iran illegally in cash payments? Insane. From Arts Shiva. Palestinian Authority demands release of security prisoners. This is going on all over the U.S. I'll give you a couple of them later, but they're demanding it there as well. The Fatah movement called on the international community to pressure Israel into releasing all security prisoners held in Israeli jails. Security prisoners is a term used for terrorists and their accomplices, as well as others who actively endanger the security of Israel and its citizens. Fatah joined the security prisoners community call, urging the international community to force Israel to release all security prisoners and detainees. The Fatah movement and prisoner affairs committee accused Israel, here it is, of abandoning security prisoners to the coronavirus due to an absence of basic prison conditions, as well as unnecessary precautionary measures for their well-being. I can absolutely assure you that they are getting better treatment in Israel than they would ever get back at home. I 100% guarantee that because Israel knows that if these people were harmed by them, the world would come against them in a huge way. They are being taken care of, and if they get the virus, they will be given the best medical treatment outside of the United States and maybe even better than ours. From Mongolia today, Aki Press. U.S. government donates $1.2 million to Mongolia to prevent coronavirus spread. They have the lowest rate anywhere in that part of the world. They had last week, I think it was four people that were infected, but we're giving them a million bucks. U.S. Ambassador to Mongolia, Klecheski, said the measures taken by the Mongolian government to prevent COVID-19 spread are very impressive. The U.S. government will donate approximately $1.2 million to the Mongolian government to improve basic health care and prevent this spreading virus. Mongolian Health Ministry General, he's the uh, big guy over there, said coronavirus has been confirmed in 194 out of 195 World Health Organization member states. We are grateful for this donation despite the outbreak in the United States during these difficult times. Ten cases of coronavirus were imported to Mongolia. No infection among citizens living in the country was detected. The country's health industry will do its best to prevent the infection. So there you go with that. From Daniel 12 Technology, Times of Israel, Europe eyes smartphone location data to stem virus spread. Times of Israel. This is in Israel. State asks high court to allow use of cell phone locations to enforce quarantines. Request seeks lifting of injunction barring police from using cell data to track and enforce whether Israelis required to do so are staying in mandatory isolation. And then from Axios, Singapore's big brother fights against coronavirus. The government of Singapore is tracing the coronavirus in ways that are simultaneously impressive and terrifying for those who worry about high-tech dictatorship. The latest example, 
Last Saturday, a friend living there received a WhatsApp message from the Singaporean government with instructions to download a new coronavirus tracing app called Trace Together. The app uses Bluetooth to help the government track down and notify people who have come into close contact with somebody infected with the coronavirus. Singaporeans download Trace Together from the app store, enter their cell phone number, and consent to their numbers being stored in a secure registry. Well, I'm sure it's secure for everybody that's in the government of Singapore that wants to know what their citizens are doing. But there you go. That's kind of high tech this week. And I've heard about that here in the U.S. I don't know if you saw the uh, cell phones that were being tracked in Florida of the people in Miami as they spread back out around the United States and they tracked them all the way. So they may not have tracked them individually as individuals, but each individual was tracked as a group. And so that's kind of scary that this is going on. Hence, Charlie Garrett still does not have a cell phone or a smartphone or whatever you want to call those things. And it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. From Revelation Plagues today, the first two are, that's, yeah, that was given to me to take care of the church. Stop pointing at my iPad. Okay, uh, Revelation Plagues here. Uh, The first two of these articles are failed prophecies on the coronavirus. I'll call them prophecies even though they're not. They're just speculations. I've got a list of these this long, and every time one of these comes out as a fail, I will highlight it, okay? From the week, this is on 310, okay, March 10th. Trump's former pandemic advisor, we are 10 days from our hospitals getting creamed. Failed. From Mail Online, on 314, America's hospitals will be overrun with coronavirus in just eight days. Obama's Medicare boss issues dire warning as doctors say as many as 500,000 are already infected and 10 million will need care. Failed. Okay, that's where we're at with those so far. From the Daily Caller. Flashback January 14th, something that I did uh, report on, I believe. The World Health Organization tells everyone, don't worry because China says coronavirus is not contagious. Okay, the one that I saw on January 20th that I talked about this morning, I saw it from January 20th says, oops, it is contagious. It can go from human to human. So in seven days, they turned their, uh, their, their thoughts on that issue around. Okay, from the Associated Press, Cancer, heart surgeries are delayed as coronavirus alters care. From Zero Hedge, not in my backyard, rich Connecticut town closes COVID-19 testing center as residents complain. Doesn't matter what you do in the world. If you have something that people don't like, they will say, we don't, we want this, but we just don't want it here. Not in my backyard. All right. From Zero Hedge. Finally, good news. Slowdown in new cases. Deaths suggest Italy's outbreak may be peaking. We'll see where that goes. And from the Superior Word News Services, Italy stats as of 1 p.m. Saturday. This is yesterday. 1 p.m. Saturday. 86,931 cases, 9,183 dead. 10,950 recovered. That sounds like a huge number. I've got a couple things that I'd like to talk to you about it. The first one is what Vic handed me this morning. He brought it in and he said, Italy coronavirus deaths. Now I just said, as of yesterday, there are 9,183 dead. Here is the breakdown from Italy's National Health Institute. Okay, 48.5% of these that have died had three or more illnesses. And that means currently active illnesses. 25.6% had two other illnesses. 25.1% other illnesses. As I said a little while ago, if you 
are sick or if you are a person that has, you know, we got a couple people in here that are not here because they have had heart problems. They've had other problems and they're staying home, hopefully watching right now. Okay. But if you've had something like that, you need to be wise, just like you would need to be wise with the flu. The final stat, 0.8, less than 1%, 0.8, um, no other illness have died, 0.8. Okay. Having said that, 0.8 is less than the flu. It's less than the flu. So there you go. So the other stat, I don't know if I'm going to have time to read all this. Um, uh, I will read this one. I'll just read you the headline. It made most of the Prophecy Update site. So if you watch Prophecy Updates, you've already heard this. If not, the New York Times published an op-ed Friday that blamed evangelical Christians for the coronavirus pandemic. Okay, it was an op-ed. I said, I got that, and somebody sent me, actually several people sent me that article, and I said, I'm not going to mention it because this person is adult, and she's not worth reporting on because it just gives her notoriety. But Vic handed it to me, so I'll go ahead and read, read you just that title. We have that information on Italy, and then here we have, this is something that I went to this week. Superior Word News Services did some investigative journalism for you. From the International Journal of Infectious Diseases. So just type that in there and you can get these stats yourself. This is Italy flu deaths. Okay, I just gave you the coronavirus deaths for this year. Italy flu deaths. We estimated excess deaths of 7,027, 20,259, 15,801 and 24,981 attributed to influenza epidemics in 2013-14, 2014-15, 2015-16, and 2016-17 respectively. Okay, so in 2016-17, they had 24,981 flu deaths using the Goldstein Index. The average annual mortality excess rate per 100,000 ranged from 11.6 to 41.2, with most of the influenza-associated deaths per year registered among the elderly. However, unlike coronavirus, where you do have one or two children out of a million dying, children less than five years old also reported a relevant influenza-attributable excess death rate in the 2014-15 and 2016-17 seasons. 1.05, which is higher than coronavirus for non-sick people, and 1.5 per 100,000 respectively. Okay, so we can see that flu death, according to these stats, which came right from the Institutes of Health and the International Journal of Infectious Diseases, is worse than coronavirus. And yet we've shut down the entire planet for coronavirus. Does anybody think that we're being sold a bill of goods here? Because I know we are. Coronavirus, world cases. I've done this every single week. I'm continuing to do it. World, the whole world, 627,470 cases. They estimate that many die of the flu every year. Not cases, deaths of the flu every year in the whole world. Right now, there are 28,724 dead in the entire world. 141,587 have recovered in the entire world. This was, again, as of 1 p.m. yesterday, I got these statistics. United States of America, 105,134 cases, 2,658 dead, which would have been dead, uh, what, 90, 99.2% are probably people that had pre-existing conditions, so only 2,658 dead, 61 recovered. Sarasota has 40 cases of coronavirus. Start panicking. Flu virus, world dead, 111,082. That's so far in this world that they have reported. That's, uh, I think, more than 28,000. 110,000 is more 
than 28,000. Yes, that's correct. Okay, U.S. only, 38 to 54 million cases of the flu this year. 38 to 54 million cases of the flu. 17 to 25 million medical visits. That means that many people had to go to the doctors for the flu. 390,000 to 710,000 hospitalized with the flu. 24 to 62,000 dead from the flu. That's a lot more than 2,000 coronavirus with the same rate or actually less rate of death than the flu. I think we're being sold a bill of goods, okay? I am not saying that I'm not going to get coronavirus and die tomorrow. And if I do, people laugh and say, oh, he's been dismissing this. I haven't. All I have done is given you numbers. I don't care about doctors' opinions. I'm talking about people that aren't doctors that keep giving you their opinions. All I care about is that numbers that are given are given to us for a reason. We have the past to help us reflect on what we are going through right now. So please do not be distressed over this. You got to just take everything in perspective. If you are a health risk, isolate yourself. Have somebody else do your shopping for you, etc. Okay, morality today from the Washington Examiner. Trending, out of control teenagers are coughing on grocery store produce. Some have been arrested for that and it is now being considered a crime of terrorism. So keep that in mind. BBC, New Zealand passes law decriminalizing abortion. Very important thing to do while they are completely locked down in New Zealand. They are decriminalizing abortion. From the Huffington Post, abortion access is under threat as coronavirus spreads. That's their worry at the Huffington Post is that abortions are under threat. From Slate, Ohio orders halt to non-essential abortions in preview of battle that could go national. He's saying we don't need to do abortions during this time. We need to focus on this. And the left is going crazy. Ohio's Excuse me, Attorney General David Yost ordered several clinics to stop all non-essential surgical abortions defined as any that can be delayed without undue risk to the current or future health of a patient. The order applies to all clinics in the state. Okay, people are going ballistic over that order. From Breitbart, Planned Parenthood, abortions business as usual during the coronavirus. They are not stopping. They want you to come in and abort your children during the coronavirus outbreak. From Las Vegas Review, Las Vegas Strip Club to offer drive through peep show because they don't want you to get infected. So that's their, that's their priority there in Las Vegas is that. From our other category, Mail Online, New Jersey becomes latest state to release inmates to battle coronavirus. They're isolated, which is what they want us to do. They want us to isolate ourselves, and yet they're saying, we have to let these people out. 1,000 criminals will walk free from jails this week. They did. This was at the beginning of the week in a bid to slow the spread. Governor Phil Murphy tweeted that certain low-level offenders will be released from county jails to prevent the spread of COVID-19 within corrections. Murphy said this is a prudent measure and all efforts have been made to ensure public safety. It follows in order to suspend or commute sentences being served by inmates as a condition of probation or a municipal court conviction. Jails across 15 states have done similar to help flatten the curve. From Mail Online, 300 inmates from New York City's notorious Rikers Island, these are the bad guys, with less than a year left of their sentence, will be released to stop coronavirus spread as prisons continue to free prisoners to control the pandemic. It, it, it's literally insane. California did this yesterday. These states are letting their criminals go. Instead of keeping them, they're already in isolation. These are criminals. They're going to go out and steal stuff and they're going to infect people. Whatever, this is the world that we live in when you have the left ruling from Zero Hedge. 
DHS warns New York City morgues near capacity as local hospitals construct makeshift facilities. Now I'm going to read you the article and I'm going to tell you the research I did. They have just said that the DHS warns New York City morgues near capacity as local hospitals construct makeshift facilities. They're at near capacity. They said it. New York City morgues are nearing capacity and will be full as soon as next week, according to a DHS spokesperson. Another person familiar with the situation said that the city's hospital morgues hit capacity. They hit capacity sometime over the past week. Meanwhile, the Daily Mail reports that one Manhattan hospital has made up a makeshift morgue in preparation for the surge in coronavirus victims as the city's death toll approaches 200. Okay, you got that, 200. For now, city officials do not seem especially alarmed. Aja Worthy Davis, a spokesperson for the New York City Office of the Chief Medical Examiner, said concerns about more capacity may be unfounded. Now, DHS just said that this is a, a, a crisis, right? She's saying it may be unfounded. In Manhattan alone, she said OCME's morgue can store up to 900 bodies. The city has a morgue for each of the five boroughs, she said. We have the ability to expand pretty dramatically, she said. If you look back at what we did during 911, we have the ability to create mobile stations that allow us to house bodies if we run out of space. That said, New York City has never dealt with mass casualties at the same rate in history. So they're saying that there are mass casualties in New York City. And at the beginning, the DHS guy said that there's they're running out of space. OK, and then it says um, on Wednesday, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said in a briefing that the state is facing an estimated 40,000 ICU cases but has only 3,000 available beds. So they're making numbers up out of their head and they're just saying it. Listen to the stats. I Googled it. Yes, everything on Google is true. Well, I went to the sites that handle these things. How many people die in New York every day? In 2015, there were 153,623 that died in New York State. Okay, New York State. That comes to 420.88 a day with heart disease and cancer as leading causes. On the day this article was published, there were, the article I just read you, on the day that this article was published, there were a total of 285 deaths in the entire state of New York, in the whole state. And they say normally they have 420 die. And most of those deaths were probably of regular death rate. You had some covoid because it was back on, I think, Monday or Tuesday, I did that article. 285 deaths in a day and they are overloaded. This is scaremongering. This is people trying to get you to think the morgues are full. People are dying and we don't have room for them and it's going to be you next. And it's a lie. It it's, it's a complete total lie. As of now, as of today, as of yesterday, when I typed this, there were 606 total covoid deaths in the state of New York. So there you go. It's a complete lie from CNBC. Web traffic spiked 20% in one week amid coronavirus shutdown, Verizon says. So people are just staying home and they're, they're on. But, you know, people are at work and they're on the Internet. So I don't know. People must be, you know, having two TVs going at once or something to get all the information. I don't know. MSN. Americans are flocking to the safety of comfort foods. Yes. <laughs> CBS Local. Disinfecting wipes being flushed down toilets causing major pipe problems. I can assure you, I was in wastewater for over 20 years. I can assure you, do not 
flush those down the toilet and you say, oh, it doesn't matter. That's the wastewater guy's problem. He'll take care of that pump and he'll get it fixed. And listen, there are things that are called lift stations. Here you've got uh, Florida's nice and flat. And so what happens is you flush your toilet and it goes down at usually a quarter of a uh, inch for 100 feet. It's very slow fall and it keeps falling and then it gets out to a main line on the road and it continues to fall, right? And eventually it gets so far that it can't go any further and they dig a big pit there called a lift station and that lifts up the water and then it pushes it down and it falls again and it's gravity lift gravity lift gravity all the way until you get to what's called a force main and that forces the water up into the wastewater plant where it is then treated okay force main breaks are bad because there's just stuff everywhere but lift station going down means that the lift station is going to fill up and when the lift station fills up it backs up and eventually it gets to your house because you have been flushing those things into your toilet and it comes out of your toilet. And that's the problem with doing that. Now, some places are built, they put the wastewater plants in valleys and they've got the, uh, the people up on the hill and it's all just downhill and it saves a lot of money. Not everybody has that. And some people may have lift stations before it gets to the downhill run. So please don't flush those down there because they do not biodegrade. They get caught up and they rag those things horribly. Okay. And they're a lot of work and they're very expensive. So your tax dollars continue to pay for those things, but people don't think these things through and they just say, Oh, I'm going to flush this down the toilet. And as I said, during a Bible class, I think a week or two ago, everywhere, I take care of this mall and there's hardly any people there anymore, but everywhere now people take their wipes and instead of just putting them in a, a garbage bag, they throw them out. And I've got wipes all over the mall because people are too discourteous to simply put it in a garbage bag and then throw the garbage bag away at some point. There are wipes everywhere. So there you go. That's the state of the world with wipies. Um, let's see here from the AP, filthy lucre. I mentioned this last Sunday and I did have enough room to include it. They're using a term from the Bible, taking it completely out of context, but they say filthy lucre, paper money shunned for fear of virus spread. In a world suffering a pandemic, cash is no longer king. A growing number of businesses and individuals worldwide have stopped using banknotes in fear that physical currency, handled by tens of thousands of people over their useful life, could be a vector for spreading coronavirus. Public officials and health experts have said that the risk of transferring the virus person to person through the use of banknotes is small. But that has not stopped businesses from refusing to accept currency in some countries from urging their citizens to stop using banknotes altogether. I said this three, at least three months ago that this was part of this plan, and here it's being pushed now. Experts say cash does carry a risk of transmitting the virus, but the risk from caches so far is small compared to other transmission routes. A scientific paper published early in the outbreak found the virus can live on cardboard for up to 24 hours and up to three days on plastic and stainless steel. The researchers, however, did not test whether it can live on banknote paper. The presence of live virus particles on banknotes does not mean they are a health hazard, public health experts said. Virus particles are unlikely to return to the air or aerosolize once on a surface. It's not impossible that there might be traces of virus on dollar bills, but if you wash your hands, which you should be doing anyway, it should provide adequate protections. You shouldn't need anything else. Other devices used to pay for items are just as likely to be vectors for disease transfer. Credit card and debit cards are made of plastic and metal. 
ATMs are touched by hundreds of human hands a day. And there have been studies that show smartphones are heavily contaminated with bacteria because of their constant use. Even the Federal Reserve has taken efforts to make sure the money supply is not contaminated. Banknotes that circulated in Europe and Asia are being quarantined for seven to 10 days as a precautionary measure. They're trying to get rid of banknotes. They're trying to get rid of money so that they can have you in a digital world, so they can control every aspect of your human existence. Yahoo! Lockdown can wait. Listen to this article, okay? This is, this is really something. This is amazing. Lockdown can wait. Sweden goes its own way. While most of Europe is firmly locked down in a bid to curb the spread of COVID-19, Sweden is taking a softer line, keeping primary schools, restaurants, and bars open, and even encouraging people to go outside for a nip of air. This stands in stark contrast to the urgent tone elsewhere and has sparked heated debate whether Sweden is really doing the right thing. I'll give you the numbers in a minute. Prime Minister Stefan Löfven, in a televised speech, urged people to take responsibility and follow the government's recommendations. Now, before I go on, you remember last week I talked about being outside is its own disinfectant. Being in the sun is a disinfectant. And when you're staying inside, that is not the case. And I'll give you some information on that in just a minute. Those include, this, these are the government's recommendations. Those include working from home if you can, staying home if you feel sick, sounds right, practicing social distancing, and stay home if you belong to a risk group or are over the age of 70. All of those you should do anyway if there's a flu out there. Gatherings of more than 500 people have been banned compared to more than two people in Britain and Germany. And the government has advised secondary schools and universities to close their facilities and conduct classes online. Bars and restaurants were full at the weekend, and Stockholm City buses have been jam-packed at rush hour despite the social distancing recommendations. Okay, these are my numbers that I pulled out from the official site yesterday. Sweden has 3,447 cases, less than Israel on full lockdown, full lockdown, okay? Sweden has 10.1 million people. Israel has 8.7 million people. And guess what happened yesterday? I went to the numbers yesterday. I checked them this morning. The numbers in Sweden did not go up, go up but the numbers in Israel went up. I just, we were talking to Sergio here a minute ago. I talked to him this morning and a friend of his had to go to the hospital. He's been self-quarantined for days now. Hasn't been around anybody. And now he's sick. He's not been out in the fresh air. He's probably talked to somebody in a hallway and went back inside and he's breathing bad air. Might have come through his air conditioner and he's sick. Get outside and enjoy yourself. Don't listen to these people because you are harming yourself by this. Sweden has taken a different path and they have lower numbers than almost anybody. The UK is going ballistic. Nobody can go outside and you can't be two people together and their numbers are going up and up and up and up and up and Sweden is staying healthy. But that's not true because, you know, whatever. Somebody will come up and say, Charlie's trying to harm people. I'm not. I've given all the advice I can. If you're a sick person, if you have problems, get inside and stay inside like you should. Advice. You what? Sweden, Sweden gave us good advice. That's right. Wall Street Journal. Will the coronavirus bring the end of globalization? Remember last week I said that this proves that having borders in, in individual countries is a good thing because we can actually isolate? Guess what? The Wall Street Journal says don't count on it. Exactly. I said this was coming, that they would start pushing this immediately because they know that this is something that the countries have found effective. Stop people coming in. It stops people coming in. As a matter of fact, that guy Fuchi or whatever his name is up in the government, 
uh, Trump's advisor. He said that the reason why Italy has so many deaths is because the Chinese were there in large numbers on holiday. And so that's why. Okay, so you stop that and it takes care of it. But they say at the Wall Street Journal, the COVID-19 pandemic is closing borders and disrupting supply chains, but it can't stop our long-term movement toward a more interconnected world. They're pushing this one world thing, even though this works against it. And they know it, so they have to start now. Before things get back to normal, they have to keep pushing it. And then if you saw this, it made most of the news services around the world, but I'm going to read it anyway. Breitbart, former UK Prime Minister Gordon Brown, a lefty, time for global government to tackle coronavirus. Now is the time for global leaders to create one world government to tackle the twin medical and economic crises caused by the Chinese coronavirus pandemic. Oh, he said Chinese. He must be a racist. Former UK Prime Minister Gordon Brown urged this past Thursday. So there you go. One world, got to get it, got to do it. And this is the reason why we have to do it when in fact, it's exactly the opposite. But I said that was coming a week later. It's come. Okay, let's go on. Um, Zero Hedge. I'm so excited. Zero Hedge. Trump's approval rating jumps to 49%, three-year high. 60% approve of the woo flu response. Good job, President Trump. Okay, from the Epic Times, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis says, stay-at-home order would be inappropriate. I like our governor. He says, we're not going to do that down here. All these lefty states that are doing that are killing their people. Well, we will be breathing good air. Okay, just use common sense and you will probably be okay. I'm not saying anything you may or may not be. I may get it tomorrow. I mean, I don't know. But get outside and enjoy your life. From iHeartRadio, this is a very touching story. Okay, this has nothing to do with prophecy except the fact that it's coronavirus related. Okay. We have eight of them. One of them is just about to die. I keep saying every day he won't be with us tomorrow, but we have eight chihuahuas. Little Zacchaeus is at the end of his life, but he is alive this morning. Quarantined man sends dog to store with note for Cheetos, and the dog delivers. With coronavirus spreading so quickly, many states have ordered their residents to stay in their homes because anytime you leave, you risk getting COVID-19 or potentially giving it to others. That's not just the case in America, but in countries across the globe. So people all over the world are trying to find ways to do things without leaving the house. One man in Mexico, though, might have found the best and cutest way to get food from his local market. Antonio Munoz was really craving Cheetos, but not wanting to interrupt his self-isolation, he decided to have his best friend get them, his pet, Chihuahua. Antonio sent Chokis to the store across the street with money in his collar, along with a note that read, Hello, Mr. Shopkeeper. Please sell my dog some Cheetos, the orange kind, not the red ones. They're too hot. She has $20 attached to her collar. Warning, she will bite if not treated right. Your front neighbor, meaning right across the road. The dog found his way to the store and actually returned with the Cheetos in his teeth. Antonio shared pictures uh, from it all over his Facebook page with the caption, day three of quarantine, I wanted my Cheetos. Chokis has since made two other successful runs for snacks for Antonio. So there you go. Get yourself a Chihuahua and you will have Cheetos if you need them. Okay. Got a last rick here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he's talking about. We are told we should be light and salt, but to spray same in mouse? Oy, gavolt. If you don't disinfect what you want to reject you will spread what you're trying to halt. Very good. That was a good one. Okay, I got an irony. Actually, I got three ironies. And once again, they're all Corona related. 
This is entitled Re-Corona Tailing. The word retailing, but with Corona. Okay, Re-Corona Tailing. Mail online. New Hampshire governor orders shoppers to go back to using plastic bags because reusable ones may spread coronavirus to grocers and customers. Isn't that the left's worst nightmare? Now, I will say this. I think I said this on an update. It may have been in a Bible study a couple years ago. But when I was a kid, does anybody remember what you used to get when you went to the shopping store? You got the same thing. Every time you went, you got a brown bag, a paper bag. Everything was in paper bags. And the lefties went ballistic. We're cutting down all the trees. We're killing the environment. We have to have something else. And they are the ones that got us using plastic bags. And now they say it's harmful to the environment. And so, and then now they have to have them back because, oh, the left must be going ballistic in their heads. They don't know what to do. But brown paper bags, they were so useful because you'd have your school books. Remember that? You had your school books and you needed to have a cover for them. You were told you had to cover them. So you got your brown paper bags and you would make your thing. And each one of you, you and your two brothers would sit down and you'd have a competition. Who can make the best cover for their book? Okay, well, I remember doing that, and that's all history because of lefties. But now the lefties are back into the plastic mode in New Jersey. Zero hedge. No refunds. Costco hoarders discover they can't return toilet paper. Ha! Mail online. Florida man faces five years for stealing 66 rolls of toilet paper. Good. Give him all five. He needs it. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the superior word, and that is your prophecy update for the week.